Taking the pulse of the city. The Capital Letter on Newstalk ZB. Time to talk Capital Letter with Georgina Campbell from The Herald. Good morning, George. Good morning, Nick. Uh, mass rapid transport. Uh, Andy Foster's views on that on during the show. Did you hear it? Did you listen? I did. I did listen in. And I thought it was very wise of him actually to say, look, I don't have a preference between light rail and bendy buses because... Um, when Let's Get Get Wellington Moving was announced, Justin Lester was the mayor and Phil Twyford was the transport minister. And Phil Twyford was um, really keen on light rail, Justin Lester was keen on trackless trams and it kind of became this sort of debate between them a little bit. Um, And so I think it's really good that Andy said, actually, we're going to listen to what people want. And I thought it was interesting, though, Andy's description of a bendy bus, because I'm like, what is a bendy bus? He has seen them. He he has seen them overseas. Yeah. He knew what he's talking about because we don't know what we're talking about, do we? I mean, we don't. I mean, I've been saying that sounds right. We don't know what we're looking at, do you? Have you seen photos of them? I have seen a couple oh, of photos from a briefing um, that I've just caught up on because I was away last week. Um, but the other interesting thing about mass rapid transit um, is that Darren Ponter, who is the Let's Get Wellington Moving Governance Reference Group chairman, has confirmed that every option that they're working on, you know, these options that we haven't seen and we're desperate to see and we want to know what they look like, every option has mass rapid transit going to both the southern and eastern suburbs. That's really significant because when this program was announced, it was mass rapid transit from the um, central city just to the airport. So it's changed quite a lot. And the other thing that's changed around their thinking is that it's not just a link to the airport anymore. It's it, The airport is sort of like a, a stop on the way. And they're thinking more about, um, I suppose, the commuter communities wow. that will be using mass rapid transit every day. He wasn't too keen on committing when I asked if it was going to be in my lifetime, was he? That was quite funny. I mean, <laughs> well, I, thanks. <laughs> I don't think it's particularly funny. I think I, I, I want to know whether I'll be able to get off the railway station and get to the airport. And, uh, I think well, someone will be help, helping me get on the on the on the, on the the bus. I think once they've actually decided, the time frame for building mass rapid transit, I think, is about five years. So I think you will be okay. comfortably getting on and off it without any help. I'll be hopping on it. <laughs> I'll be. Hop- I don't think it'll be five years. Let's have a little wager between me and you. I don't think. It, I don't think it'll be in ten years. You'll still be around and probably in this job or another high-profile job. So I'll be able to find you. So I don't. I think it'll be a ten-year plan, not a five-year plan. Uh, cycleways in Island Bay had still not been fixed. That's this has been a nightmare for so long. It, it has. It's actually ridiculous. It's been, you know, going on for five years now. And I wanted to talk about Island Bay because it was all very exciting when the council said, you know, we're going to build this network of cycleways across the city. It's going to expand the network from 23 kilometres to 147 kilometres. And I thought, well, hang on. How do the people in Island Bay feel about that? And I think it's probably the biggest slap in the face they've had to endure to date because this cycleway that has sort of divided a community and had councillors at each other's throats is still not resolved. And I actually don't think that Wellington City Council has a social licence to build cycleways until they sort out Island Bay. But the problem that the council also has is that they really cannot wait any longer to build more cycleways because of all these commitments they've made to addressing climate change. So I really just wanted to, I guess, um, say that we hadn't forgotten about Island Bay and actually, you know, say to the council, come on, this needs sorting out. 
Fantastic. I, and I totally support and agree with you. There was a nasty crash on Friday near Petone. Tell us uh, about that. No one wants to talk about nasty things. but This was just a crazy story, Nick, that just was so compelling to me when I talked to the woman who was involved in this crash. Um, luckily, nobody was seriously injured and, and nobody died. But this woman was in the car with her um, son and husband. They were coming back from their daughter's wedding rehearsal. And basically, a truck clipped the back of the car, which swung it round and put it in front of the truck. The truck then basically pushed the car, you know, down the state highway for about 100 metres, obviously sort of realised what happened, put on the brakes, which then dislodged the car. And then it went into a bank and then into a power pole. And so the, the woman who I spoke to, Claire, she was on the side of the car that hit the power pole. So she had to be cut out of the car. And on Saturday, so literally 24 hours after this crash, they were all able to attend their daughter's wedding day, who had watched the whole thing unfold. She was in a car behind them. And it was, and she just sort of had that, oh my God, I'm lucky to be alive. Like, you know, she was oh, obviously still God. processing what had happened to her. And I, it was just such a, a, a crazy story and experience for, for her and her family. But um, on Sunday, she sent me some really lovely pictures of, the wedding and everyone looked really happy and oh my gosh so, it's a hell of a story what are yeah. you working on coming up george are well, you allowed to tell us are you can you sneak a sneak a little preview so we've got it first here can we get people watching the herald to find out what you're going to launch with next well look i thought it was interesting that andy foster sort of said to you we need to know what the plan is for transmission gully how long it's going to sort of take them to get what they need to get done and he sort of said you know is that november or is it february and i think the big question now is well, is Transmission Gully actually going to open this year? Is it going to open before Christmas? Because I don't think that is a sure thing. Um, so I think that that's really interesting. And Can you remember a few weeks ago, I said it won't be this year, and you, lo you looked at me like in disdain. You said, of course <laughs> it's going to be this year. I know. Well, it, I mean, it'll be interesting. Waka Kotahi NZTA remains very tight-lipped because they're in these negotiations. So 